The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. Today is Thursday, December 5th, and it's a special day uh, because I'm joined by my good friend Andrew Hansen. And, uh, you know, I, I love this day. We get, we get two back-to-back days with me and you, Andrew, and they're two of my favorite days because I don't feel like we talk enough. Oh, me too, Mike. I'm excited and I'm feeling good tonight. So it's going to be a lot easier for me to participate in these two podcasts because had a big game tonight in men's league and it went to overtime and we we were tied at 77 I got fouled with 2 seconds left and I was exhausted so I called timeout we had one timeout left I called timeout basically to ice myself but just get give you know give myself some get settled get some energy back so I didn't miss the free throw based on fatigue and I was I was channeling James Harden because one of my teammates before the game reminded me that he went 24 for 24 at the line in that San Antonio game, that double overtime thriller. So I was just trying to trying to emulate Harden, make my free throws, and I, I drained the two free throws. We win by two. And, you know, anytime you win a game like that, it just it makes the rest of your week so much better. Oh, absolutely, man. Especially when you when you have the the key role in it, you know, icing those free throws. That was that was my game. I, I played a little bit of point guard. I was never very good. Um, I was mediocre at best, uh, just because you know there was very big holes in my game. But I was a very good passer. I was a very good shooter, and I shot about you know high eighties, ninety percent from the line. I was a very very good free throw shooter. Um, so that that's music to my ears hearing that you iced it with free throws. That was like my one. That was my one key ticket. I would try to get to the line, pass it, or I'd sit in the corner. That was it. You put pressure on me as a point guard. Uh, you were getting an easy steal and going the other way with it. <laughs> yeah, I knew you could stroke your free throws. So I thought you'd appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. And, you know, the James Harden 24 for 24 just goes to show you this dude, even on a poor shooting night, is still going to get us to where we want him to be. Um, but we have, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to be talking about him in a minute. We have four games to talk about tonight. Um, it's, it, you know, pretty, pretty easy going night. You know, latest game's going to be at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Before we jump into anything, uh, we're just going to give our shout out to Hawaiian Island Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, it's in our coffee every single morning. I recruited Andrew. I recruited Coach. They're both hooked. Uh, it's the way to go, people. I'm telling you, just give it a shot. You can find them easily on their website at HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just jump on Amazon, which is the way I, I prefer to do it. Just get the little drone to come by, drop it off on your front porch, and just search them at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Or you could just message them on Twitter and they'll you know help you navigate your way there at Hi Kona Coffee. So that's H I K O N A C O F F E E. Uh, and definitely, if you get a chance, give us a little rate and review and check out some of our other promos that we have going on over there. We got the Bruise Letter uh, weekly. Definitely sign up if you guys could for our subscription package. You will get the Bruise Letter on a weekly basis. It's one of my favorite things that I see in the industry. Andrew, I know you've probably checked it out a little bit. He breaks down every single team for what they did for the week and things that stood out and what you should keep an eye on and what you should probably watch out for. So um, definitely check that out. You always see the Mike Panda Pastor's content over there. His featured articles are absolutely fantastic as well. So 
I just wanted to get that out of the way. Like I said, we have four games. We're going to be in and out of here probably pretty shortly. But, Andrew, I don't know. You, you looked at the slate before we got on. Um, what do you think? I kind of like this slate. You know, I think a lot overall, the big picture is that a lot of these guys are almost underpriced. Like, they're really attractive prices. going to make it hard to only pick eight. That is the first thing that stood out to me as well, my friend. That and I just, you know, there's just when, when, I, when I have easy decisions made for me, ones that I know you just can't avoid, it makes my life 10 times more enjoyable when that DFS lock hits at 7 o'clock and I see the percentages and for some reason I have a feeling that, you know, people may not play uh, all of the James Harden on this slate, but we'll get to that. So we're going to start with the first game. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers playing in Washington against the Wizards. Andrew, I haven't said it in a while, but I am a gentleman. So <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> you I haven't will... said it in a while, but we know it. So. <laughs> uh, well, I just got to remind people sometimes. I think, oh, you know, maybe this guy's a jerk. No, I'm a gentleman. So uh, I'll, I'll hold the door. I will say please. I will say thank you. And I will let you select which team you'd like to talk about first, my friend. Oh, I'll do the same. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the Wizards because it's a, I think it's a little bit of a unique take for me. And so maybe it'll be a little bit more memorable if we start with it, which is I don't plan to play any of the starters. I was on Beal when he dominated Orlando earlier this week, but he's at 8.7. I like some of the other guys in that price range a little bit better, guys who are a little bit cheaper here later in the slate. So, you know, with the uncertainty for the bigs, Jan Mahimi might play. Wagner is questionable. Rui started at center last time, but now he's got to deal with Embiid. So I, I'm going to fade those bigs. And the only guys I'm looking at are Ish Smith off the bench at 3.6 and Jordan McRae at 4.0. I really like both of those prices. Ish Smith only played 13 minutes last game, but that's because I think it was because it was a close game. Isaiah Thomas played pretty well. This is, I expect, to be an easy win for Philly. And it's one of two back to backs. This is the first end of a back to back for the Wizards. So I think they're just going to play a little bit more even minutes for guys like IT and Ish. So I, I like Ish Smith at 3.6. And McCray, you know, he, he's been playing pretty well lately. So that price is a little bit lower for him. I, I like him in tournaments at 4.0. I love it, man. So it sounds like to me you're, you're pretty much going with a game script on this. So I'm assuming if you're playing a good amount of Ish Smith and McCray, then you're probably not getting too much on the Philly starter side either, because uh, you, you know, my my thinking is you wouldn't be expecting big minutes from those guys if this game gets out of hand. Um, but you tell me. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, for Washington, I was looking at the same thing. It's going to be a game script for me. That's the way I'm viewing it at, at the very least. Where um, I don't feel too comfortable any of their starters. Bradley Beal hit the nail on the head for me, where I just see so much other value for you know a thousand cheaper, if not more, with the same floor and similar upside. Uh, so I'm, I'm perfectly okay with just kind of fading him in this matchup. Um, you know, if you wanted to go to a guy like Bertans, uh, I wouldn't knock you for it. I think that a lot of people are going to go that way. It's not the best matchup for him. It's an even keel price at 5,800 where, like you said, there is later value that we could look at. Uh, my main interest might be, uh, Mo, uh, Wagner, if he ends up playing, um, I'm probably not even going to be able to get behind too many of the bench guards too much, but I see what you're doing. It's only a four-game slate, and there it's it's very good value that we might end up having to look at if we're scripting it in that kind of way. Um, so, what do you what are you looking over there on the Philly side, though? No, you're right. I, I I don't plan to play many of the Philly starters, but you know, Embiid at nine point seven. It's just you know the names we just mentioned for the yeah. bigs. I mean, he's going to crush them, right? So it's just a matter of how many minutes does he play. 
And, you know, if if we're playing five lineups, I definitely have to get him in one, maybe even two, because um, I think he can just dominate. Um, and, you know, Tobias Harris at 6.5, that's a nice solid play where even if he only plays 28 to 30 minutes, he could still give you 40 fantasy points. I like him as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, just because I know you're you're way better than me, and you actually checked this. And I'm just going to assume because I didn't check. You said Phillies on a back to back as well, right? Uh, nope. Okay. They are they are rested. They played Monday, so you know that's the other thing is they're rested. They don't play a back to back. They don't play the next day. So maybe they'll get a, a couple extra minutes because yeah, of that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, my, my main thinking was I didn't know if this if this was going to be the first leg. We'd you know we'd maybe have to worry about Horford. Then I would feel so much more confident in Embiid if you know Horford sits out for some reason. Right. Um, I still think on this given slate you could take a you know when you look at Embiid's upside in this matchup, his regular upside in any matchup is sixty points. Um, in this matchup, we see you know still that sixty point upside. Uh, but the floor is also a little bit higher as well. So I, I'm all aboard if you want to play Embiid. Even if he plays 28 minutes, he can still get us to where we need to. And on this slate, we don't have that much upside. Yes, we're going to have James Harden that we get to later, um, You know, possibly Nikola Jokic. But take those guys out of it. And there's not really too many other players on this slate with that 60-point upside like he has. Um, so I, I can easily see playing him. And he'd probably be my only main target, uh, to be honest, looking at the Sixers side of the ball. Just because I don't want to take a chance. You know, Simmons at 8K. Yes, he can get there, but in limited minutes, I don't feel as confident in his matchup getting there as I would with uh, Joel Embiid. So, I, I mean, that's my thinking beyond it. If you want to take a shot on Korkmaz uh, with Josh Richardson out, he's a fair price at 3500 as a value. Um, but my main love is with my boy Joel. I'm right with you. All right. We'll move on to the next game. It's a 7.30 game, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's the one we were just talking about. We have the Houston Rockets going against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, start us off, Andrew. So let me go with Toronto. Um, the thing that stood out to me in that last game they played with Lowry back in a lineup is the balanced usage and the high shot attempts for Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and Powell. And I was a little bit surprised that Powell got that many minutes after he moved back to the bench. He got 34 minutes. I know it was overtime game, but it seemed like OG and Anobi sort of got the short end of the stick with minutes and shot attempts because Powell took 14 shots and eight threes and Van Fleet and Lowry also attempted uh, nine and 11 threes respectively. So I like those, I like those three guys, um, you know, with that, with those shot attempts, that's that split usage and the fact that they're playing Houston, but uh, I guess my favorite two are Lowry and, and Fred Van Vliet. Lowry's 7.0. He only shot two of 18, so he played poorly in that first game back. But I have a feeling he'll play a little bit better. And then Fred Van Vliet, 6.6. I mean, we know he's been crushing it this year, and uh, this is a this is a great game for him. So uh, I guess Lowry and Van Vliet are my two favorite plays here. Gasol is way too cheap at 4.4. I mean, you know he's going to have to play solid minutes to try and hold down Capella. So I like his price tag as well. And then Siakam, only 8.4. Um, I would have to get him in a couple stacks, but I don't like him quite as much if he's going to have to deal with um, – what's his name over there on Houston? Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. 
Uh, yeah, I mean Tucker's, you know, one of the least, uh, you know, most underrated players in my opinion. The way you know his, his stroke from three shoots a high percentage from all around on the floor, uh, and he's very good defensively. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as what I'm for Toronto, I'm I'm right on board with just about everything you said. I I, I don't think I would go to Gasol. I just don't like playing centers too often uh, against this Houston team. Uh, the, when the pace is, when they're playing at a fast pace, Houston's such a run and gun team that you know centers are generally trailing on the plays half the time. Um, and, you know, they could easily get away with spreading it out with Ibaka back a little bit, too. So I think that's kind of why you're seeing his price dip down with Ibaka being back, kind of shifting over and taking some of those center minutes as well. So, um, But I'm with you. Van Vliet, severely underpriced at 6,600. I don't care that Kyle Lauer's back, especially in this matchup. Um, it's a fantastic one for him. It's a fantastic price. Lowry at 7K, fantastic price. I do not think the 2 of 18 shooting, though, is just an anomaly. Um, you know, it, it's something that we have to remember is, you know, his main injury was surrounded around a fractured thumb. So, and they did say that he was still feeling a little bit of the pain, but he was able to play. And, you know, I think he's still probably playing through the little bit of the growing pains and still kind of getting a little bit better. And, um, I'm not surprised that he's shooting two of 18. So what I'm saying is I wouldn't be shocked if he has another bad shooting game. I do love the matchup for him. I'd probably prefer Van Fleet just knowing that he's still guarding a ton of usage. Um, and he's a little bit cheaper. So that's kind of my thinking between those two guys. Siakam, I think, is very much in play. I'm probably not going to go close to anybody else as far as, you know, Powell, um, Abaka, uh, and Anubi, or Gasol. So just those three guys, the three head top honchos on that team for me. And they're going to, this game is the one that we're going to have, want to have, there's two games we're going to want to have a ton of exposure to. It's this one, it's going to be the late game. So uh, no problem with spending a good amount of money on that Toronto side. Uh, what about for Houston, Andrew? What are you thinking over here? I mean, James Harden down the slate has to be the first thing we consider. Am I wrong? Well, you got to consider him. But, I mean, let's be honest. He's trending down. He scored 60 two games ago, only 50 last time out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's uh, you know, it's hard to get what, you, what you're paying for, I guess, nowadays. <laughs> yeah, he is expensive. And I think the stat I heard, was he's the he was only the third guy to follow up a 60-point game with a 50-point game. So we'll see what he does here. But Toronto, you know, they do have the second-ranked defense. And I am – I mean, I love Harden, and he's getting a, a ton of shots. But I'm, 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 I'm curious what your take is because I'm, I'm not as interested in him on this slate. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're interested in this game, the three guys that you just mentioned, you can stack Siakam, Lowry, and Fred Van Vliet for only 22000 and, you know, there's several other mid-priced guys throughout this slate where I, I kind of prefer more of a balanced lineup. You know, if I guess if we got some more news with some a couple value plays, I'd be more interested in Harden. But I, I'm more interested in playing the Toronto guys, fading Harden, and then checking the news for the starting lineup to see if House is back and starting or if Ben McLemore starts if if Macklemore starts again at 4.5, then I, I like him to bounce back, and I, I think he'd be a, a nice pairing with those three Toronto guys. All right, so uh, my take on this game, uh, I I think I'm going to be playing all of the Harden. So I'm uh, I might be on the other side of the coin than you. I just you know 
four-game slate, his upside, the way he's been playing. I don't care about the defensive matchup. It's James Harden. He could score against anybody. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with trotting him out there. So this is crazy. We have almost complete opposite takes on this game because yeah. you brought up Ben McLemore, and I won't touch him with a 10-foot pole in this matchup and at that price. Really? Uh, no, nah, 4500 is a little bit too much I want to spend. I know who Ben McLemore is. I'm not going to let that one game against the Atlanta Hawks where they won, against, won by 47 points uh, you know, sway my opinion on him. So I'm, oh, I'm come not, on, <laughs> what, what like five years in Sacramento where he did nothing? Yeah, that's that's weighing on your decision making process. Yeah, I know. it's it's tough. I know. Maybe I should give him another chance after just <laughs> only five years. I'd uh, rather focus on the fact that he's a Jayhawk. I'm a, I'm and a big he Kansas had that guy. excellent game recently. That's all that matters to me. I'm a big Kansas guy. I was about to bring that <laughs> up too. That's the only that's the only reason I'm even you know mentioning him. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have gave him any airtime. Uh, but no, 4,500 is a little too much. I don't like the matchup for him. And again, I, I kind of think it's fool's gold. Uh, but if Daniel House is starting, I, I definitely will have some interest in House at 4,600. He's just been producing all season long. Um, I think Tucker uh, is definitely in play at 5K. I think he's going to have to get, you know, wh- when there's a matchup where there's a decent power forward on the court, Tucker's playing about 40 minutes a night. It's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They need him. He's their best defender on the floor at all times. And then again, Harden. I'm not playing Westbrook. I could see playing Capella, 7,900. The guy's getting pretty much 20 rebounds every uh, damn game at this point. So, like, listen, if you want to play him, go ahead, block and load him. I just don't know. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove, I want to play James Harden. I want to get some shares on the other side of the ball. And I'm also going to want to get some love in the late game as well. So I can't spend my money everywhere. I mentioned Embiid before. Um, so, yeah, maybe if you're fading Embiid and you want to, you know, fade uh, Harden, just go Capella. That that would make sense in that kind of scenario. But um, I, I'd kind of rather spend up on my other guys. Yeah, what about um, Rivers? Can we can we trust his performance? I don't think we can. He's 4.3. He got a lot of minutes in that overtime, the double overtime game, game against San Antonio. I actually noticed that they only had six guys play more than 11 minutes in that game. And that's that's not easy to do in a double overtime game. So the minutes are really concentrated with Houston right now, which is something to really keep an eye on. But Rivers, he had a, he had an excellent game, but he shot six of eight and five of six from three-point land, which is almost never going to happen. So um, I probably – I'm probably not going to play Rivers. How about you? I don't think I'll – you know, if I land on it and I have 4,300 left, um, you know, if it, maybe if it just makes sense, sure, why not? But I'm not going to go out of my way to play him again. The You know, the past two games he did play well. Both those games, Daniel House was out. Uh, with an illness, he's now questionable for this game. And both those games, one was against the Spurs, terrible. One was against the Hawks, terrible. So I, I just, you know, I'm not going to kind of buy in that. Now he's stepping into a matchup where it's against a real team, an actual contending team. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be as much of a cakewalk where he'll be able to see as many shot attempts in minutes. So I'm, I'm cool with, uh, you know, fading Rivers with you. Okay. All right. Excellent. Anything else on this one? Are you ready to move on? Let's move on. All right, moving on to the next one. We have the Denver Nuggets going against the New York Knicks at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. This is our third of four games tonight. What team would you like to uh, lead off with here, Andrew? I'll start with Denver. Um, they are, they, they, they're playing the front end of a back-to-back. After this game, they're going to go to Boston on Friday. So I... Before I looked at the price tags for this game, I was thinking, well, I'm not going to plan to play any Nuggets because they're going to have an easy win over the Knicks. Everybody's going to play 25 to 28 minutes, 
and they're going to save their energy for the Boston game to try and make sure they win two in a row. But then I looked at the prices, and Murray's only 6.7. He shouldn't have much trouble against these New York guards, whether it's Peyton coming back or Neil Aquina. And he's the type of guy who will rise to the occasion in a place like Madison Square Garden. So I'm interested in him. Barton's only 5.9. That's I, I don't know if he's been that low in quite some time. And Paul Millsap's only 4.9K. So I, I like the prices on all three of those guys. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I'm with you. A lot of these guys are underpriced. It's going to be a cakewalk for them. But at the end of the day, we've seen the Knicks kind of stay competitive in some of these types of matchups where you can get enough value out of your guys. So I'm okay with looking at I'm not going to play Jokic. I just – he's too fat for me right now. Coach hit the nail on the head early <laughs> on in the season. He just looks absolutely terrible. I was actually thinking about doing maybe some sort of analytical research where, you know, just go on Google, try to find out how many, uh, you know, how many miles you have to run – and how many calories that burns and how, you know, how many calories you have to burn to lose an actual pound of fat equivalent to, you know, how many miles does Jokic run per game just so we can find out when he's going to run the weight off so we can start playing him again at the end of the day. I so. mean, you'd have to do some heavy calculations. <laughs> you'd also have to calculate what his intake is for calories. I mean, he's got to be consuming a lot because he's playing in the NBA where like eight, they're, what are they, 13 and five? So we're 18 games into the season. You know, you'd think he'd be in better shape. That's what I'm saying. So I, I, I think eventually he probably will get into a little bit better shape. Uh, some, some a nutritionist is going to have to step in or something at some point. <laughs> but something needs to change. <laughs> something's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, will Barton is one of my favorite plays, though. I think 5900. You know, last game a little bit of a stinker, but you're looking at you know 40 point, uh, 40 straight DK points in three straight games prior to that. He's he's just a walking bucket. This guy's like you know one of the best rebounders on the team. You can play the two or the three. So I'm perfectly fine with taking a look at him. Um, I don't mind Jamal Murray. The only problem I have with him is just that, you know, I look at the price tag. I, I look over at Van Fleet at $100 less. And right there, I think I'd much rather just roll out Van Fleet over Murray on DK just because it's very similar price tag. A little bit of a better and more secure and safe matchup that we can depend on it being more competitive. Um, so I wouldn't knock you, but that that's why Murray would be a better probably tournament play in that aspect because he's a perfect pivot. People would probably be leaning the same way as me as far as Van Vliet. Um, and Murray just has one of those good blow-up games where he shoots well and hits 14 shots from the floor, and all of a sudden he's breaking the slate with 50-something DK points. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't mind him. And I think if you're game scripting this the right way is when you can kind of target Millsap or Grant. So if you're going to play a guy like Millsap, you're going to want to target some of the starters who are going to need to play decent minutes on the other side of the ball. And if you're, you know, looking the opposite, maybe you don't want too much exposure to either side of the ball here, maybe look at a guy like, you know, uh, Jeremy Grant. Because any time that we see that the Nuggets are going to be running away from a game, they're going to be pulling Millsap out first. He mentioned it uh, right before the season started that he is more than okay with getting rest at any point in time during the season that he could. So the team's going to treat him with kid gloves. They're going to want him for playoffs. He's a guy that got injured right before playoffs last season as well. So um, I would expect him in a blowout to only play limited minutes, and that would be the boost for Grant. Um, kind of my thinking behind that. So I think my main options at the end of the day would probably end up being Will Barton uh, in cash or tournaments. And then if you you know want to be a little risky and just kind of game script this, you can go uh, Jeremy Grant or Millsap, depending on how you're scripting it. Yeah, very well said. And good thing to keep in mind, you always want to play either Millsap or Grant, never both of them, because they they split the 48 minutes and you know they're never on the court together. Absolutely. And, you know, 
when you're looking at those two guys, they need minutes. They're both like neither one of them's like a volume scorer. Neither one of them's like that guy that's going to sit there and you know get ten to twelve, fourteen boards. They, they're kind of those two guys that just produce the you know counting stats across the board. So they're going to need the minutes just to pile up a couple of rebounds, a couple of steals, a couple of assists, and you know some mediocre points to get us to where we want to be. Exactly. All right. Well, man. speaking of, speaking of mediocre. Who do you yeah. who do you like for the Knicks? So that's the tough part right here. It's trying to figure out what we ever want to do with the Fizdale Knicks. It's because it's a dumpster fire every single night. We don't know if Mitchell Robinson's playing until he fouls out, if he's playing ten minutes, if he's playing thirty minutes. Um, you know, I don't really want to target him in a matchup you no know, when he's going against a very offensive minded center just because those guys are gonna look to get him into foul trouble and it's no secret Robinson's gonna get himself into foul trouble against those guys. So uh, I'm probably gonna fade Robinson. Um, I, I don't really like to target wings against this team. They're very good defensively. Uh, just between Gary Harris, he's, you know, I would I would consider him like you know maybe a second team All Pro defender at shooting guard. Uh, he's a very good defender. I don't like the pinpoint guys trying to target him. Um, so I, I I mean I might try to fade that spot. I mean for me it's it's really only going to be Julius Randle. It's not even a great matchup for him either. I think the price tag's fair at 6,300. We kind of know his floor. We know his upside. He's really floating around that 30 to 40 kind of point range. But there's just not enough real upside in any of these guys to have a ton of interest from me. I think the best way you could target the Knicks is game scripting it for a blowout and just going with these bench guys, you know, the Bobby Portises and your uh, maybe your DSJs if, if Peyton uh, sits and if Nicolina sits um, and just hope that they get some decent run in a blowout. Yeah, that's certainly one way to do it, and I agree with you. The the guy, the only guy I have circled for the Knicks is Randall, 6.3. We know he can give us 40 to 50 fantasy points, so – He's he's probably the only Nick I would want to play. Yeah, and even when you, I'm probably. It sounds like we have the same feel on this. And even when we say like we want to play him, it's not like we want to play him. Like this is like put a gun to my head and pick somebody from the <laughs> Nick situation. <laughs> you know, I always I don't ever like to you know not mention anybody from a game. I try not to do that as often as possible. Sometimes when I'm writing up an article on a ten game slate, you know. I'll say how much I don't like it and I'll try to give the reasons why. But I know people out there like to do the turbo <laughs> slates and the, you know, sometimes just the showdown slate. And you really need to look at everybody in every game sometimes. So I, I'll mention them just uh, when push comes to shove, I guess. But we have one last game, Andrew. It's our late game hammer. Before we get to that, though, I just want to give another quick shout out to our buddies over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, the most fantastic coffee company on this planet Earth. Uh, and they're doing it not even connected to the mainland. So uh, try their stuff. They're absolutely phenomenal. Check them out at HawaiianIsles.com or you can just go there on Amazon, search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, Andrew, are you still running on the same batch or did you have to make a, another order yet? Oh, I've already. We're almost done with our second order. We got to place our third already. That's it, buddy. Yeah, it's. it's so, <laughs> I'm telling you. And I, if you stop, like you're, you live in New England, so you have we. A lot of people on the other side of the country aren't going to probably know what Dunkin' Donuts is too much, unless you know you traveled over here. I think it's pretty much like an East Coast or a New England thing, and like you know that's everyone's like go to. If it's Starbucks, it's that. And I can't even go to those places after having Hawaiian Isles now. I. I literally bring you know the bag to work and we have a Keurig at work and I do the same thing I do at home when I'm there <laughs> it, it, it travels well I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh, you know if you get another second guys please give us a give us a follow on Twitter you can find me at Mike Apatria that's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A you can find Andrew at Language Olympic that's L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E O-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C and then you can definitely catch Coach, that's uh, at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E, 
S-A-R-V-A-D-I, and then you can get Miles over at Miles6565, and that is our crew, and uh, when you also, please rate and review, we really do appreciate it, we see them every day, we check every few days, and we notice that even if it's one or two every here and there, uh, we really appreciate all the feedback that we get, whether it's positive or negative, uh, as long as it's constructive, we take everything and we run with it, because we just want to give you guys what you want and produce the best show that we possibly could. With that being said, Andrew, we have one last game, and it's going to be another one of the most popular games on the slate. If you ask me, if you're going to game script and stack around two games, it's going to be that Houston-Toronto game, or it's going to be this one. So we have the Phoenix Suns going against the New Orleans Pelicans. Start us off. All right, so, yeah, I agree with you. This is the game I have circled that I had the most interest in prior to looking at the price tags. And this is interesting because these two teams played that shootout in Phoenix recently, 124 to 121. So if we if we are going to invest in this game, we're, we're hoping for a similar outcome. And we could very easily get that with these two teams that are both top 11 in pace and they're both bottom half in defense. And... The thing about the first matchup, though, is that there were a lot of guys out. Favors was out, Okafor and Hart on the New Orleans side. And now we, we're hearing that Favors is questionable and Hart will be back. So there's two big changes there. And then for Phoenix, Rubio and Baines were out, and Rubio should be back. Uh, Phoenix played tonight. but uh, So it's it's a little bit different mix of guys, but... I'm I'm still expecting a, a high-scoring game here, so I I do want to get a, a bunch of pieces of this game. Ingram is my my primary target for the Pelicans at 8.2. He he went over 50 fantasy points in this matchup the first time. Hall I really like Holiday's price. It's down to 7.3, and, and if if Favors starts uh, at 5.2, I I think he he should do well against uh, Kaminsky. So I like him at 5.2 if he starts. And then, you know, some interest in ball as well at 5.3 if you want to stack, you know, maybe three Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're going to want a ton of exposure to both sides of this ball. I'm with you on Ingram. I think he's uh, he's just playing out of this world right now. I mean, until, until we see Zion come back and once the usage starts to change a little bit and there's going to be another guy that needs to take, you know, 10 to 15 shots on the floor, um, I think we could continue to just basically pencil them in for 40 a night with some more upside in there as well, especially in a matchup like this. So uh, definitely some, uh, you know, juice left on the bone for him. I think Drew Holiday is severely underpriced at 73. Yes, he's playing a little bit off ball now, but uh, it's still Drew Holiday. We know, especially in this matchup, he can just rack up steals. Uh, he's going to be one of their volume scorers, second, leading the team. He's second in the team, I'm sorry, in usage. So uh, another one of the guys I think is a little underpriced. If you want to play ball, I don't knock it. Um, you know, he's back up to playing 30 minutes. I just think I'd rather just invest in the, you know, a little bit lower in like your Josh Hart or your J.J. Redick or just go up straight up to Holiday or Ingram and call it a day. They're expecting Kenrich Williams to be back for this game. So, uh, you know, that's going to impact a little bit of the uh, forward and center rotation between Okafor and Hayes and those other guys. So, uh, you know, I think that's a situation I'd rather avoid. And I believe uh, Favors is not expect. He says it's questionable. I don't. I saw a report earlier. I could be wrong. So just monitor it. But I don't believe he's going to play. I think he's still away from the team from what I saw. So uh, I'm, I'm treating him more like uh, on, on the doubtful side right there. But we've got to keep in mind that, you know, Phoenix is playing without some of their big men as well. So that may impact, you know, the 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 need for them to run out, uh, you know, Okafor big minutes or 
get any of those other guys in Jackson Hayes in there for big minutes. I don't think they'll need to do that in this kind of matchup. So it's just going to be mostly Ingram Holiday. And then if I want to go down, I'm going to be looking at Hart and Reddick. Okay, sure. Yeah, Reddick, uh, he shot really well in this matchup. And he has been shooting well of late. So um, certainly a nice option. And you'd save 500 from from Lonzo if you go with J.J. Yeah, and I like it because he's small forward eligible as well. So on DraftKings, it's a position I, I I always harp on. I always hate picking small forwards sometimes. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, it's always my least favorite position to try to find some like you know value or anything like that. So when I see a guy in that little mid tier price range between like you know mid four to like mid fives that I know has you know thirty five point upside but still has like a nice secure twenty five point four, um, I usually try to just take that and run with it. Oh, I agree. The small four position is the worst on DraftKings, and it's a little bit silly that JJ Redick is eligible there. But hey, we'll take it, right? Yeah, I mean, we got some decent options there. We got him and Barton, so those are those are probably going to be two of my more favorite options. I'd be looking at, uh, at when it's all said and done. If I don't want to spend up on uh, Ingram, that is, but we shall see. I, I like to build multiple lineups. I, I'm probably going to play this one a bunch of different ways, especially with you know these two games that <clears throat> makes just uh, a, a ton of sense to uh, you know game script. So, uh, who are you looking at at the Phoenix side, though? Who, uh, who are you liking over here? So, yeah, for Phoenix, I noticed that they played tonight. We're, of course, recording this on Wednesday night. And so they're in a back-to-back. And they played at Orlando. They had 10 guys play between 18 and 29 minutes. So, you know, just a very common thing you'll see in the NBA is is the minutes structured that way. And so uh, – you know, nobody really. I guess Kaminsky had a nice game actually, but um, nobody really had the the big minutes, and so we'll see if they they save it up for for this game. Um, but if Rubio plays, he played the front end here. He played 25 minutes. If his hand is okay and he plays back to back, I like him and and Ubre for the starters. I mean, you and Coach talked about it on that recent podcast where. With Rubio in the lineup, Booker just the usage goes down. So um, I'm going to start with Rubio and Ubre, and then off the bench, I like Bridges as well. Um, he played 30 minutes the first time these guys played, I believe, and played well. And um, so Bridges at 4.0, I think, is a nice value play uh, to get in this matchup and get a bunch of minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned Bridges, I think, last night, and Coach was laughing at me a little bit. He, he said, well, yeah, I know. Play him. I know. You know, came out and shot 5-8 tonight, 15 points. So he played okay. Yeah, he played okay. And, uh, you know, I, I last I checked, I didn't even know if J.J. Beret got in the game. So I'm going to have plenty of ammo on Coach the next time we, uh, we do a show together. Because <laughs> we, uh, we made two chicken soup challenge bets. I don't even remember the other one. He's going to kill me for it. But uh, it looks like I'm winning at least one of them. No, Coach, I'm probably, I'm probably winning Uh-oh. the other one. So I'll have to Uh-oh. go back uh-oh. <laughs> Berea has – there's four minutes left in the game and Berea has not played. Yeah, call, I called him. I was like, <laughs> he, he plays once every ten games. He played last night. You think he's going to play on a back-to-back coach? Come on, we got to sit down and talk about that. You're a Mavs fan with me, coach. Uh, I'm just giving – I'm just taking a couple of shots when he's not here to defend himself. It's all love. He knows uh, – he knows I love him. So uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm right in the same boat. You know, I'm fading Booker with a 10-foot pole. It's it's the Rubio usage, but it's mostly for me. It's that Drew Holiday defense. I don't want to go anywhere near that. That's right. That's uh, right. So I'm all good with just completely fading that. I'm going to be all over Rubio. To, you know, just letting me know that he played 25 minutes. Yeah, it's not a starter's workload. Nobody played the starter's workload. It's just knowing that he played around the same amount as the rest of the starters. 
lets me feel good enough about him playing in this. It's a back-to-back. He wasn't coming in here uh, with that kind of with the same nagging injuries he was dealing with uh, earlier in the year. It was a hand injury on this one. So if he's good enough to play in this one, I'm expecting him to be good to go. I love the Ubre call. It's a great matchup for him. He's just been balling. A little bit of a down game today, but they didn't really need too much from him. Uh, the game kind of got a, out of hand pretty early, um, and you know, like I said, back-to-back. So those would be my two primary targets as well. Um, looking at the bench, I, I could see playing Bridges. Um, I don't know if this is the matchup that I would necessarily want to try to take advantage of it. Um, I liked him a little bit yesterday. I don't really like him too much today. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Um, I'm not going to knock it, though, because we're going to be looking for value. We have a lot of those uh, you know, mid-price guys that we're going to want. And if you want to stuff Harden in there and you want to put Embiid in there, we're going to need the value. So this is a good game. Like, listen, if you're going to take shots at guys that are at 4K and you just know that they're not just plug-and-play value type of guys where they're filling in the starting lineup, these are the games you want to target them in because there's going to be more shot attempts, not just for the starters, but for the second unit as well. So I, I, I kind of, I, it's growing on me, I guess, Andrew. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I talk about it, it's growing on me. But you see that good game? You see that game by Ty Jerome tonight? Did you see no. what he did? He had a pretty good no. game, man. Played well, uh, you know. He played very limited minutes, only 18 minutes, but he went out there and scored five points and uh, had a nice seven assists. Five turnovers, obviously, is not pretty, uh, but it looks like he's kind of getting a little bit more involved, uh, you know, as he's progressing in his first few games with this Phoenix Suns team. So he's a guy I have my eye on. I think that uh, you know, if Rubio goes down he, sooner rather than later, they're just going to give it to Jerome to start point if Rubio goes down over these other guys like Tyler Johnson and Javon Carter. Man, they have a bunch, don't they? Yeah, finally. About, this, about time. Because he's been down in the in the G League, right? Yeah. J- Jerome. Uh, well, he was he was injured uh, to start the season for a little while. And then, yeah, they, he was playing a little in the G League. They called him back up, uh, I believe, about like a week ago or something like that. And, you know, slowly starting to integrate him into this team, uh, let him play. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're going to see – uh, a Kobo probably, you know, go go elsewhere. There or Carter, they're not going to be able to hold all of these guards with, you know, Jerome Rubio, uh, Carter, Okobo, and Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson got a DNPCD tonight. Uh, so again, people are people are starting to phase out of the rotation. Um, you know, as the season progresses, I mean, it was a little different when the when the Suns started off the season. They're actually winning games, but uh, they kind of reverted back to their old Phoenix ways over the past recent weeks. Yeah, they've really been experimenting with those with those guards. So um, Jerome currently getting the opportunity. Carter also had 18 minutes, but um, yeah, Jerome more of an offensive minded guy. So that that will be good to watch. One more point on Bridges. I I just looked it up in that first matchup against the Pelicans earlier this season. He actually played 36 minutes. Ooh. So they they certainly like him in this matchup. Um, something to consider. Was, do you know if uh, I'm gonna have to look into it? Was was uh, anybody out? You said a few people were out for Phoenix in that game, though, weren't they? they yeah, said Ru- Rubio was out. Rio, Rubio and Baines. Okay, so um, Baines Baines wouldn't affect him, uh, you know, very much other than maybe, yeah, I, I guess in a way, if they end up playing uh, Ubre at the four to match up with Ingram, uh, Bridges would see some more time at the three. Uh, so I, I mean, that's one angle, but I could definitely see him getting a little extended run from the Rubio being out thing, and you know, Tyler Johnson probably starting in that kind of scenario and him being another you know one of the main bench guards coming off the bench uh it's it's a tough call man i mean at the end of the day it's i don't, I don't feel like i would do it in cash let's just leave it at that i think in gpps okay. and gpps listen nobody can tell you anybody's a good or a bad play necessarily GPPs. <laughs> it, it's it's you you're looking for that low-owned guy that's going to break the slate and if everybody knew he was going to break the slate he wasn't going to be low-owned 
So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that just his capabilities of being able to rack up steals very quickly. He t- he's a very efficient shooter. He takes good shots, smart shots. Um, and I, I, like you said, hey, he played 36 minutes, so the coach has got to like something in this matchup. So I'm, I'm going to, for you, Andrew, I think I'm going to have a couple of shares. And I, I'm saying for you, but I'm gonna, if, if it hits, I'm going to totally take all the credit on it. <laughs> well, you can just, you can buy me, you can buy me a, a beverage or something to celebrate. What is your drink of choice? So, you know, I, I don't, I didn't ask you, first of all, are you a drinker? Do you, you know, do you even partake in the alcohol consumed consumption? Uh, and if, you know, if I'm buying you a drink, what, what would you ask for? Well, I guess the best drink is summertime captain and ginger ale. Nice and refreshing. Tastes good. That's probably number one. Okay. So you're a rum guy. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm a more of like a bourbon guy. I like, I like my whiskeys. I'll drink a little Irish whiskey and I'll drink, uh, I'll drink bourbons, a couple of rice and occasionally if I'm feeling fancy, I'll get like a nice scotch, but uh, that's my preference. Uh, I'm not much of a beer guy anymore. I used to be a beer guy when he was younger, but uh, you know, when I'm sitting back watching a game is when I like to have a beer. When I'm going out and having some drinks with the friends, I I, I drink a uh, the good old about, whiskey. Have you had Bullet? Oh uh, yeah. I've, so I I I I've probably tried a fair amount of, of whiskeys in my days, and it's uh you know some listeners might have heard me say in the past I used to bartend. Uh, for about five or six years throughout college and a little bit even before I went to college. And one of the bars I bartended in here in Connecticut in uh, downtown New Haven is called the Owl Shop. So it's the only place in, in the state left where you can order a drink at a bar but also smoke indoors. And we were a whiskey and cigar lounge. So we had about 300 different types of whiskeys. could have even been more oh, at wow. this point. Uh, yeah, and I was one of our head bartenders, so I had the privilege of you know sampling and trying a lot of them and having to know about a lot of them. So, yes, I, I've actually I've had Bullet, I've had Bullet Rye, I've had the Bullet Ten Year, Twelve Year, and then there's like <laughs> Barrel Strength, Double Barrel. I've I've had I've had a fair bullet, and when people hear this, they're probably like, "Holy shit, this guy's probably drunk right now while he's doing it." Um, you know, no, unfortunately, no, you're just, it's, you're uh, a connoisseur. It's yeah. Well, it's, it's, that's legit. It would be a sip. It would be like, you know, a little sip and I'd be like, okay, yeah, well we can, we can sell that. We can get rid of that here. Then my <laughs> boss would order it. <laughs> the so, Apatria stamp of approval. That's all it needs right there. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, we, we got through that pretty quickly. We spent a little time on the side joking around, uh, and everything, but you know, 41 minutes, not too bad. A little quick four games slate. I think we hit everything pretty hard and I think it's pretty cut and dry. That's why I talked about it early on the slate. I like it. I, I kind of know already what directions I want to go in. I know games I want to target. I know which ones I want to fade. Um, and I know what kind of upside I'm looking for in this sort of slate. So, uh, I'm ready to go, man. Um, you know, as always, guys, uh, you know, rate and review when you get a chance. You can find us on iTunes, uh, you know, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean. We are all over the place. We greatly, greatly appreciate every time you guys can do that for us. So um, I think the next show will be us again tomorrow, Andrew, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's right. Let's so. crush it on this Thursday slate, and we'll come back and do it again on Friday. Absolutely. The back-to-backs. We're on a back-to-back, so maybe we'll both uh, you know, do 25 minutes tonight, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll check it out. But All right, guys. Uh, you know, any, any closing thoughts before we on take off, Andrew? Nope. All take right. us out. All right. We're good to go, guys. And uh, as always, thank you, and uh, give us a follow. We will talk to you later and catch you tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.